back. Oh, that would have been loud again, but we are back. Sorry for the editing. Um, we're back. Uh, honestly, maybe the first triple sewed in the history of podcast history. Uh, like always, it's a, it's a great show. We'll talk about leaving the game, tribe swaps, jackets. But first, Pat, say what's up. What's going on, people? And Devin, no need to apologize for the loud intro. First ever triple sewed on our podcast, probably Survivor History, podcast history. It's a good time to be back. We're, we got a lot to talk about, and I'm excited. Yeah, so, so in addition to the three topics, I would say, but first, going back a couple episodes, did, did Jerry talk himself out of the game? I'm calling Jeremy Jerry. I know you're a smart dude, so you probably could figure that out. But um, uh, Yeah. I mean, actually, we just got a friend that goes by both names, but we got <laughs> – uh, he, he, he had to have, right? You know, I think he said some shit at Tribal that if anyone was on the fence, they they went right onto one side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, f- fully. I, I think he he started from sort of a good place, going uh, talking to Natalie and kind of coming to her, um, and and uh, kind of uh, trying to appeal to her sensibilities, which it it would appear as though she has none. Um, but just kind of saying, you know, this is this is how you're coming off, and this is what I think you need to do. But in sort of, I think what we've seen as typical uh, Jerry fashion, he didn't handle it the best way, and, and kind of comes off sort of bossy and and all that. Like we've seen it with uh, with Mike yeah. a number of times, uh, which I think that you know, I think Mike actually ended up voting him out but it, it, that relationship became kind of funny because it, it was kind of like mike this person who is in no real jeopardy kind of rolling his eyes and laughing his way around uh jeremy as, as he sort of began to to shoot his way out of town even before uh we got to tribal because i thought that i mean just aesthetically you, you'd say that you know keeping one of these people is very clearly going to help them more in challenges than others mm-hmm. so i think you know at that point in the game that's what you're looking to do and and uh it was impressive to me the uh, how quickly i guess i would say uh, that he that he kind of turned the narrative around on himself right because i mean let's let's talk about natalie right you got the goliath tribe <laughs> going to their going to their first tribal so everything she's done at camp she's frustrated people she has done Really, nothing of note in a challenge, um, and was clearly the first one on the list. And somehow, Jeremy got every single vote. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was a clean sweep. It was a clean sweep. So to me, it's like just like to what what I couldn't wrap my head around was what is Jeremy's interest in keeping Natalie? Truly, like what was. Because I, I think that the very the first time he tried to engage her, I thought it was genuine. I thought it came off well for for him. Natalie didn't receive it well, but he could have just said, "All right, she's not worth helping. Leave it at that." And then he would have been fine. No one would have thought. But he went. I think he went home due to his initial paranoia. And then people were like, "I'd rather deal with someone I can get rid of whenever for one more week than deal with somebody who seemingly I can't put any trust in." Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, he, um, his first interaction with her, I thought was super, yeah. super genuine. He, I, I don't. Again, the only reason I can really go back to as to why he would have done that is the same thing that we've you know seen before, where he just thinks that you know she's so toxic that he can continue to play the oh we'll just do her next time we'll get her out next time we'll right. we'll snap her ne- next time uh and then eventually you know he's at the end and she's someone who's not going to ever rub somebody the right way mm-hmm. um yeah and he gets all of her votes that's a point. it's it's an early point in the game to play that so i think that's where he sort of lost me but it was it was you know he was good one of the things that i wanted to bring up and we talked about this briefly off the air but um he he came to her initially and was was you know sort of I don't know a better way to say it so I hope this is offensive but he he played the race card he played the black card with her a little bit and was like you know I come to you or I, I see us as in this together which to me you know I, I thought that made sense I thought it was going to work for him uh, but she sort of spat it back in his face and then when it came when it came back to it and they were talking about it again she was like. 
oh, you you know, we were supposed to be in this together. I can't believe you're you're coming at me like this when it became clear that the two of them were going head to head in the vote. And, and he tried to, you know, not walk away when she was going to have these private conversations and all of that stuff. And that was my first big, big outside of just like not picking up firewood at camp. My first big like, fuck you, Natalie moment. Yeah. And I... <laughs> It, it just it really just blows my mind how he got himself out of this game because he he in in he made that point I think um, I think you quoted him saying you know Natalie's been married for you know twenty some odd years which means somebody <laughs> loves her for who she is which means she ain't gonna change and I love that oddly yeah, profound right he but what 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 uh what do they always say about the people who give the best advice they can't take it themselves right you know they, they you know, he, he he um you know. Shout out Freddie, future guest of the cast, but he told me that Jeremy said that, you know, people were just talking their way into trouble and getting themselves out of the game. He said that in a confessional, and he did just that. His lack of self awareness might even might even push past Natalie's. It I, it really it's it's crazy to me. Totally. I think <laughs> the best uh, example of that is he, he he said this, right? He said if I died tomorrow, every one of these people would be at my funeral, and I don't know if many of them would be at hers. And, yeah, which maybe is true, but I mean, I know people that would be at my funeral that wouldn't vote me out thirty seconds after I made a comment like that, and yeah. every single one of them voted him out. Yeah, it. That, to me, I think as people were weighing, is, you know, Natalie's a cancer, but <laughs> what's what's the problem for keeping her around jeremy is paranoid so i don't know if i can trust him but you know he's good for these challenges he's whatever at camp and then jeremy became a a little bit of a nutcase possibly a tribe cancer so then it was you know it, then it became an easy decision um yeah i, I mean i'll say this uh um, uh, i think that, i think that this could be said of you know all three people we lost in this triple sode we lost some entertainers. We lost some fun players. I don't know if they would have been good, but we lost some quality TV. And Jeremy was quality TV, so I do oh, want to give him a shout out for that. My absolutely. man was a quote machine, um, and you know had a had a nice little story. I was, I mean, I was on the Jeremy train until he lost it that episode. I really was. I wanted I was to see him go on far. It. I mean, like, stick to your gun. Say 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 it with your chest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hold hold true to your truth. He he did all that, and he had, I mean, great facial expressions he uh, like you said a quote machine i i loved the man it was it was clear that we were going to lose one of the two of them and i think i would have preferred natalie because i tend to as a fan of the show like steer more emotional in my like analysis and like i I like having a villain and and having someone that i can like root out uh week after week so uh i would have preferred her go home but i mean either way you know i have i have something moving forward and i have no doubt that i eventually would have probably started to hate jeremy but um you know it was a super entertaining uh tribal um you know it was it was interesting to see that they they fully voted in a block and and you know how that was going to play out moving forward so uh, yeah i don't think great episode yeah yeah i agree i agree i think that was like the start of what was a really fun few episodes and hopefully that continues um though we don't have a I don't know who the opposite of Wes Nail is, but if we had him, if we had an award, we need to come up with a person for that. We might need to name it the Jeremy, whatever his last name is, <laughs> anti-power move of the week. Because if you're going toe-to-toe with Natalie and you get swept, you messed up. You messed up big time. And there's, it's inexcusable. It's in, in, inexcusable. And I do want to give one little quick shout-out before we move on to the next episode to Mike. <laughs> Mike aligned himself. He, I mean, he seemed to be pretty tight with Jeremy. And... I think it was a pretty cerebral move for him to say, "I'm not going down with this ship. I'm voting with the tribe. I'm 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 getting out of the way here." Uh, I think it's it's one of a series of very subtle plays that might you know teaser for later in the episode. See somebody in that final three, Mister Mike Ned Schneebly, whatever his last <laughs> name is. I thought it was definitely a, a smart move because as he sort of like identified what was happening. I think he understood that the worst thing that he could have done was like seemed as though he was tied to Jeremy and then not vote with the overall right. group. So or I out totally, of the loop. Yeah. Totally agree with it. Um, yeah. Schneebles. Schneebles has been a powerful, a powerful player in the game. Um, also shout guess, out, shout out team uh, David for uh, winning that immunity challenge. I was not convinced they were going to win one. 
<laughs> that, oh yeah, that was their first, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes you wish that you got a little more uh, uh, Goliath at Tribal because that one was that one was so entertaining. Yeah, some fireworks for sure. Um, I guess yeah. I was I was gonna I was gonna pivot, but um, I remember from the first episode, certain someone handles the transitions. <laughs> uh, there you go, and then moving <laughs> right along, the uh, the next episode uh, entertaining as well. Um, a lot happened uh, that that. I think, you know, it, it having been a few weeks ago, uh, was, you know, just just to call it out to everyone, um, we had the, the tribes gather originally, and um, mm-hmm. something I think I know that you feel pretty strongly about was as as they gathered. Uh, by B, did we ever settle on what we we're gonna call her? I really don't know. I don't you know, know what. I guess it doesn't fucking matter because yeah. she had her knee all wrapped up and. Uh, Probst, uh, smelling blood in the water, decided to ask her what was up. And she has decided to willingly uh, leave the game. She's an MMA fighter and felt that she had sprained her, her MCL. Um, I don't know that the doctors ever told her that, uh, but she yeah. just kind of under, you know, knew because I think it was a, an injury she had had before. Uh, didn't want to put her career as an MMA fighter in jeopardy, so decided to take herself out of the game as to not risk further injury. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, I can understand it. You know, she's got a she's got a career that requires her, um, you know, to be physical, um, you know, use her body. Um, I'm a pretty big, you know, follower of uh, UFC and MMA, and I've never heard her name, so she's probably scrapping her way along. Um, and you know, God bless her for it. But uh, it was it probes laid into her. You know, he. He does not take lightly <laughs> to people leaving the game. Um, it seems like the line he'll draw is whether or not the doctor says so or yes. You know, he, he must have said, of course. you know, B is quitting the game five times in front of everybody. And I have, I have no doubt that was a hard decision for her. Um, they, they certainly cut it to make it look like it was a little easier. Yeah. The, uh, the, <laughs> He was so demonstrative in it was was what stood out to me, and, and he was like, I, I think you know he, he said it a number of times, but he was just kind of like, just to be very clear, you are choosing to leave this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, great, great props moment. Yeah, I mean, look, you gotta, you gotta love them. There's 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 no stone left unturned. You see it in a tribal. Um, unfortunately, again, the only things that I really don't like with Probst is when he's you know, yamming it up for the camera when someone's legitimately hurt or ill or something like that. That's the only thing that bugs me. Yeah, um, I get that. He, he, um, but he's got a job to do, and I can respect that. And I think since he's I, – I, I don't know if it was from the jump, but um, since I have, like, started to care about things like this, uh, since he moved into more of, like, the EP role, I think he definitely has a say in, obviously, who gets on the show, which means that he watches a lot of these audition tapes. He does a lot of the background research on these people. And I think – he he does get annoyed by it because obviously he's been hosting the same show for 30 some on seasons he's very passionate about it and he sees how many people want to get on it still so the fact that someone would would opt out when when it's not deemed you know medically necessary is is probably disappointing to him and he feels bad for everyone else that could have could have taken her spot right no i mean I, I i i think that that's a legitimate place to be coming from um I, and I and you know to to, to that point, um, you know Wendell I think had applied for the show ten years prior. He won it last year. Yeah. You know there's it's not a and it's it's it, it's a grind. I wouldn't be surprised if this was, you know, a, a decision that they made over a couple of seasons and they were waiting for the David versus Goliath thing to put her in. You know maybe she was a perfect fit. Um, I do have a question for you now that you bring it up. Fuck I don't the... doubt that Probstus is involved. Oh sorry. How quickly do you like? Do you think he's seen your audition tape? Um. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I kind of hope not. I guess uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he has, then it means he, he's not about the D. It was so bad. I was so nervous. <laughs> I just like sitting on the floor in my room, like recording, being like, you know. I'm the best there's ever been. Uh, it's it's black and white. Uh, I wake, you know, just Ricky Bobby did. I wake up and I yeah. piss excellence. Um, it's a good question. I, I I need to need to need to need to get back on that. Maybe 
maybe that's something I'll take care of this weekend. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, we need we need to up our social content game, so that would be a that'd be a fun one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everyone, want you just get at us on the Twitter machines. Uh, got nothing for you uh, with with mm. ideas for for how we can uh, how we yeah. can act this one up and get Deej on the show. Uh, one one more question I have for you on uh, bye 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 was uh, just <laughs> how so she I, she was twenty eight uh, is twenty eight I guess she didn't die um, how long is an MMA career like how long could she potentially go because <laughs> um, she she could go she could, it, it really depends on uh, what her head trauma is like um, oh. because. You know, Daniel Cormier is a he's a current two weight world champ right now. Yeah, that dude's uh, heavyweight old as hell, and light heavyweight. He? Yeah, he entered. He started in the UFC, um, I believe, when he was thirty three. Uh, after coming from a wrestling career, and he's forty or forty one, and he just won the, the heavyweight title, beat Stipe Miocic. So is it just uh, other guys, have to do all with look head like lumps? I mean, that, that's an oversimplification. No, but, but like if I, mean, I started like, at like if Daniel Cormier. Started. You gotta be good. No, 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 no. Here, like here you and I couldn't get in there. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got reach. Uh, That's true. If Cormier started at twenty six, he wouldn't still be going at forty four because you would presume that he's been nailed in the dome infinitely more times just because he's been doing that sport longer than he had been doing. What was it before? Standard wrestling. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was Olympic wrestler. Oh, cool. Uh, college wrestler and all that. Yeah, so he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, presumably that's the case that would, that, that, that would be made. Um, also, that guy doesn't have reach, walks into just absolute bombs. <laughs> it doesn't – like, I, that guy, he has a legitimate granite chin. It's going to be tested this Saturday. Pay-per-view, Derek Lewis, UFC 230. They're not paying me for this, but they should. Dana White, get at your boy. Yeah. LaCroix has pesticide in it. I need a new sponsor. <laughs> UFC, come at me. LaCroix has pesticide I'm also drinking soda stream now. Um, I'm making it at home. He is really like a, a – I know very little about the UFC, uh, except that Chandler Jones' brother does like coke and steroids, I would imagine, at the same time. Um, yeah. he, he's the, Cormier really looks like the true like muscle hamster that uh, Doug Martin of the NFL really wanted to be. Or yeah, didn't want to be. Man's, yeah, he's just – you look at him and you're like, you can't possibly be good at this. And then he just demolishes people. But he is – yeah, he's a um, he's a compact dude and he can deliver deliver a hell of a punch. Um, For sure. But, yeah, I mean, I suppose she could she, – she couldn't – I mean, the, the I, yeah, I would guess that her, her runway is probably pretty limited, especially if she's not – I mean, maybe she is. I mean, I, I'll actually look her up during your next little uh, – little speech and see if I can bring up a little thing about her, her career at the end of this, and then we can dive back into it if it's worth it. Awesome. So they were meeting all together, uh, all the, uh, the members of both tribes, and Probsty uh, hit him with the tribe swap. So we, we broke mm. actually into not two new tribes, but th- three new tribes. Um, so we kept Goliath and David, and then they added a, a green tribe called Tiva. Interestingly enough... All three tribes um, were represented by three original Goliaths and two original Davids. Correct. Yes. yes. And yeah. And the and so if you're if you're counting at home, <laughs> I believe you're missing one David, and that's Carl, who was sent to exile Island. He was. And so and one so, thing that wasn't clear yeah, to me, ahead. real quick, was just was is, is Exile Island like. It's not fully in play now. It was just sort of one, or or maybe we're not even sure. Uh, but but yeah, at this point we don't know. Okay. But yeah, it seemed it seemed to be. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked to see it come on back in a post merge situation. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, so we had the three new tribes. Um, and it turned out that the original David tribe lost the the immunity challenge so they went in uh to tribal counselor there was some uh, rummaging around you know getting getting seeing what page everyone was on uh the david tribe is included of alec uh kara and natalia from goliath and then mm-hmm. davy and elizabeth from the original david team um a little bit love of, those two uh, as you know, maybe a little bit of a reminder to me, but also just like your take, like what sort of happened there? Cause it seemed like, and, and even in her confessional, I think Natalie, Natalia said, uh, 
you know, Alex seemed like a bit of a different person once the swap happened. I should have gone with my gut, but I didn't. And that was why she, she, yeah. got she actually had a great quote, but um, your thoughts. Yeah. So I didn't really pick up on that. I thought it was more of uh, Natalia being paranoid. And then that paranoia fueled Alec. Um, she might've been perceptive enough. I could see Alec being um, like really, like really locked into like his bros on the David tribe. And now he's, doesn't really have that anymore and just kind of like figuring like what where's my place here like you know i don't really have my squad so it might as well make a move you know i could see that maybe because that, that, that's me making a stretch though truthfully when we had i didn't pick up on anything yeah when we had like the who run the world girls episode it was uh kara and oh uh, let me get my names right kara and dan uh was it natalia and alec that were sort of like paired off I don't know. And then, yeah, I, I, I think don't it was. I don't remember Angelina, much of Alec yet. Angelina and Big John. That's right. Yeah, it was. So oh, that's really interesting uh, because they had seemed to be even like close, like showmancy almost. Uh, and then he still turns his back. I, I, I can sort of see Natalia getting paranoid because Alec is like a personable dude. He's a good looking dude. I feel like most places in his life he's like someone who is approachable and like enjoyable to be around just mm-hmm. based off of four or five episodes of survivor yeah, he's schmidt he's schmidt and then, yeah. and then davy is just like maybe the nicest person in the world if elizabeth didn't exist so he probably was just like <laughs> vibing on those people and then natalia gets crazy uh paranoid about all of this stuff and and takes it or you know whatever um Alec takes that the wrong way. Bing, bang, boom. Natalia goes home. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention it. I'm glad you did. Like, who, like, not even just this season. Like, I mean, the Survivor characters are just inherently likable. Davy and Elizabeth are towards the top. You know, they're they're, they just seem so mellow, so approachable, so friendly, so happy-go-lucky. There's not, doesn't seem like they have like, I mean, if they blindside somebody. I'm going to I'm I'm going to be shocked, you know. That's kind of like the vibe that I get from yeah. it. Um I feel like every and, confessional that Davey has has there's like a 75 to 80% chance that he ends it with a huge smile like bubbling up and down being like I'm just hyped about being on this show. <laughs> yeah. I, it, and and I will actually this is actually a, another um uh, interesting point. Davey had an idol and kept it in oh, his pocket. Right. Didn't play his idol. Um and that is a ballsy move having known Alec for you know, it couldn't have been more than two or three days at that point. Yeah. Puts all his trust in him, holds the idol, um, and I'll actually, I'll actually need to look that up to see. I think that it was Elizabeth that was getting the other votes, so I think that Davy himself was actually safe. Which, in that case, there's no reason to really throw caution to the. Oh, uh, Kara and Natalia voted for Davy and Elizabeth respectively, so. I don't like. Were they even not on the same page? I don't know. It was a really weird episode when it came to that's to voting people. Oh yeah, because somehow Natalia got started feeling some type of way about um, uh, Kara about um, no Elizabeth. Oh right, right, like, right. I I forget what what exactly happened, and that's just kind of yeah the triple so manifesting itself. Because <laughs> it, in each she, no, sorry, good. Yeah, her paranoia was was visible by Alec and she kind of like I guess her paranoia with Alec was visible and then she kind of like presented that against Elizabeth and so that might have fueled Alec's decision making as well they definitely had some sort of like uh, I don't know a bond or something I don't know if Natalia was from the south I I have no idea but they were the only two voting confessionals that they showed and so it turns out Natalia voted for Elizabeth and she said I'm just going to be real with you I don't trust you and I don't know what happened but they were never on the same tribe Mm-hmm. And then it sort of like paralleling her, Elizabeth said, I really don't know what just happened. So sorry. So maybe it was just sort of like the scurrying around before tribal that kind of like shuffled things up where they thought one thing was going to happen and it went to another thing. But uh, it seemed like they had some sort of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then it all went to shit like very close to tribal. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is kind of my um, this is my issue with the tribe swap this early. I think that. 
Um, they were going to go one more episode, but but be stepping out. I think they're going to do it at sixteen, regardless. Um, Probst claims it was planned at sixteen or at seventeen. No, where where because they did the, it. the B leaving might have made that number work a little differently. Five five five, and then the one on exile. They changed how they were going to do it. He he kind of kept it in his back pocket. I read an interview. He kind of kept mm, it in his back pocket okay. about what they were going to do and said that they might do it in a future season, but. Um, which kind of makes me think like okay. they might have had like a duel <laughs> between the yeah. two people that didn't get picked, uh, but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, t- to me, what my, I mean, this, I think that this was react. I mean, I didn't, I didn't read anything on it. I think this was reactionary to, um, um, God, Navidi and um, whatever the other tribe the was. Malolo, Lolo. Last, yeah, the Malolo and Navidi, where you had the tribes you know, just split and hold strong so strong. It didn't really – like, you didn't get a lot of gameplay last season because of how loyal people were. And I think splitting the tribes this early, while I think it's I think it's a little too aggressive in my opinion, I, I think it's a little too early for me. I would like to see, especially when you're going to do a theme season, like, you, you, ruin, like you, can't, you take the themes out of it on the third episode, yeah. you know. That are, so that's, that's one thing, but – what it does do is you don't really have that much of a chance, especially on a, a tribe of nine that gets broken into three. How close were you with those other two people? Right. How how strong was that bond? Um, so there are larger cracks when you do it. And I think way. we're seeing and it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, two for two so far in terms of cracking the majority alliance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you made really good points on that, N- N- Natalia. Um, again. Same thing with Jeremy. We lost a sassy motherfucker that would have been good on TV. That's and and I think the theme and it plays its way all the way through is so far we're getting who do I want to play this game with? There's not who's going to help me win the challenge. Who's the threat? That hasn't come into play yet. It's just who would who do I not want to be around? And they get to go home, which kind of sucks. But I think in terms of maybe just just in terms of like entertaining like losing your cool television hopefully one of these motherfuckers like starves and just gets really bitchy uh but i think in terms of like gameplay it could be really good because you're gonna have people that are all sort of on an even keel kind of like all relatively like each other to a certain extent because they all seem like decent people so maybe maybe there's a little less like uh, oh, we have to get rid of this person because he sucks. Like, like Chris made it to emerge, and that that last season, and that dude sucked. And they yeah. they all were like, oh, we can't stand him. Like, let's get rid of him. That was that was. I mean, I think he. They also didn't. They might have had one chance to get rid of him, and then he's also a beast in challenges. Yeah, fair. You know, when, when he that one challenge that he won, like basically on his <laughs> own by like pitching the sandbags, was one of the more impressive challenge performances I've ever. Yeah, seen. Yeah, it was really really uh, good. Um, one last thing from this episode. But, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. no, I yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I stepped on your transition again. Um, I was going to talk about Carl. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was going to too. Uh, God. Okay. So at least I'm at least I know where your transition. It's good. Going. It's good. Much better than Leah yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get snapped. <laughs> um, so to me, this is only an advantage if deployed correctly. It's not even a real advantage, which makes it, which I love because I didn't I didn't love uh, clarify what you're talking about. On, um, yeah. Good point. Um, it has been a while. So Carl's advantage is essentially an idle blocker. I have to imagine it's a hidden immunity idle blocker. I can't believe that he has the power to block an idol that somebody wins. Um, so if anyone is to play a hidden immunity idol, he can play this with a name written on it. And any votes cast for the person who plays that idol will then count. So he's got a... I've been racking my brain on how to use this. And I don't really even, I, I mean, it, the scenario is going to have to play itself out a little bit more for me to figure this out because he's got to play that idol. He's got to know who's playing the idol or have a good idea who's playing the idol. He can't, he then, can't play it. At, he has to play it at a vote. He has to play it when he right, votes. Right, right. Okay, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. So he's got to know before the vote, one, which way the vote's going, two, that he's got to... Really, it's just he has to be in the majority almost and know what the minority's doing. Or, I mean, that, that may, maybe there's another way that you can think of or that, that we'll find out later, but that's kind of how I see it because what's the point of using it if the guy doesn't have an idol and then you're not going to win if you're in the minority? If he, 
So, I, you know, I think everyone that's listened to more than three episodes know this, that the overall strategy is definitely something you're better at. What, the one thing I can say is that if he plays it and pulls it off in a way that doesn't get him voted out immediately in the next episode, yeah. it is a game, like altering game defining type move that could carry him very far and get him lots of votes if he's made, able to make it to like a final three. And this is this is why I hope Exile Island comes back into play because right now everyone's going to presume that it was him that played it. If Exile Island's back into play, people get advantages and challenges, things of that nature. Then it's a little more of a mystery yeah. who played it. Um, but yeah, this one's going to be really, really interesting to see how it's deployed. I think it's going to have to be, be deployed in a betrayal situation. I mean, th- to pull this off and then come out on top is going to be the challenge. Like the, it, I think it'll be a lot easier to pull it off than it is to pull it off, have it to be for your long-term benefit as well. Yeah. It might just be like a why Why did you do that kind of move. I, I think tying it back to how like everyone's sort of – there's less like super hotheads that are, that are going to be left the way that the game's trending. I love it because it's sort of a, an easy way to generate just an absolute like metric right. fuck ton of, of drama. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. all about it. I think it's such a cool new idea um, that – I was reading. I, I, I'm 90% sure they haven't done this before, so uh, that'll be not to my knowledge. Real, real strong. Um, and just a final final point on that is is the previous seasons like Game Changers and even last season, you know, you had half the people left in the game had a hidden immunity idol or an extra vote, or they could take somebody else's vote. God knows what. You know, this this is an idol. This is an advantage that doesn't it doesn't inherent like it's not a it's not a trump card, you right. know. It's it's something that can be played and completely wasted, <laughs> you know. Um, like if you play a hidden immunity idol, you're safe. Doesn't matter if no one voted for you, you're safe. You advance a week. It's there's still a benefit to that, you know. This, if you have an extra vote, you know, you have your extra vote, you can deploy it. I mean, I guess it's not con- entirely wasted, but if you can use that at a certain point. But but this man, there's there's a lot of nuance to this, and I'm I'm really excited. I. My final question on this, because I'm just I'm so excited about this. I know Carl's Carl's your boy. I don't th- I don't know if he's in your top three, but I know he's your boy. Does he pull it off? I think what probably happens is that he gets into a situation where they're like, we really want this person to go home. Um, and maybe I don't. It's probably like a split the vote thing, and he just he just plays it on against the person that they that he thinks might have an idol, the person that he thinks that he wants to have go home. Do you know what I mean? Am I, I'm not articulating mm-hmm. that great. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like a like low stakes he's in the... way of doing it. I, I like him a lot, but I think like it, with yeah. the potential that we're talking about, it's probably going to uh, leave us mildly disappointed. Point. Yeah. I didn't think, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like if you're in a majority alliance, that's kind of split, then you could take a little bit more control right. maybe. That's yeah. fair. That's a good point. Uh, moving into the next episode, um, we had jackets and eggs. jackets and eggs, and we had some shit ass weather. Did they got evacuated? Yo, yeah, like crazy weather. Like they've been evacuated before. I don't know that I've seen it this bad. Yeah, they took them off off the island completely. I think. Which I'd be interested to know how long they were gone. Yeah, me too. They they um. Or where they went. There was an article on it. Shit, I didn't read it. Um, there was an article on uh, where they went. But they. I remember watching the episode and just... We watched it together and, and they got on a boat during like what was literally a cyclone, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever they call a tropical storm. In Fiji, yeah. But it, it was like... It seemed like the producers cut that one a little close. If I'm being honest, <laughs> they were like, "Hey, let's let's just give it another hour. See if it's just going to pass through." Oh, oh no, Steve, that thing's hitting. It was hitting <laughs> For hard. For sure, the water was, looked <laughs> absolutely ferocious. The skies were were unforgiving. It was. It didn't. It didn't look fun. Um, and God, did they look cold? I think, like this season further along than, than past seasons I, like I, I i think back to like of the recent seasons like the, the times that weather has sort of gotten in the way and like you have the example of examples of like heat exhaustion and people puking at challenges and stuff like that i remember aubrey turning into a fucking lobster because she got so sunburned but all yeah. of that stuff really it, it feels like sort of resolves itself after like the first two or 
three episodes max and and they kind of spend less time on it after that and so it's not saying that they're not dealing with it it's just saying that you know there's enough going on in the game now you know these people like let's spend some time on things that aren't weather and aren't like starvation <laughs> uh <laughs> because those things are small potatoes in terms of drama i guess uh yeah. so the fact that this continually comes up is is interesting it's great i guess it probably has to do with the time of year that they're filming over there uh but it's just like a, a an interesting additional layer um that they have to take into account and, and, and make sure their shelters are all, all good and all that stuff. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. It's like saying I'm into like misery porn or something, but I, I kind of like the weather aspect of it. It's just an additional thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wild card. It's a, it's a, it's a great equalizer. You know, who knows, who knows how, you know, I mean, even in a challenge, how are you going to stack a, a puzzle if it's pouring down right. rain? Right. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of ways this can go. Who's going to become extra unbearable? Yeah. You know, who's going to bully somebody into giving them their coat and get a tribe member to flip on them? You know, what what are these? What what is what are the residual effects of this yeah. weather? That's kind of remains unknown. I, I and I'm with you. I'd like to see it more. <laughs> I'd like to see these people have to deal with that. And I think it really is. Um, it also goes to kind of illustrate that these people. Though you know they're they're not gonna let them die, but they're out here surviving. Right. They're out here in the elements. They're out here being miserable. And every time we say, "What was that person thinking?" You know, truthfully, I don't know what I'd be thinking if I was freezing cold, soaking wet, and I tried to help somebody and they said, "Are you done?" I might go nuts. So maybe I gotta lay off Jeremy a little bit because I don't know what he was dealing <laughs> with. You know, this, it's 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 a lot of fun. What it does to the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just on the topic of the weather, I, I like. I hope it continues to rain because I love. I don't know what it is. Just like visually, I love a challenge where it's pouring. Like I, I enjoyed playing soccer when it was raining. There's just something about like that that I don't know gets me going, man. I, I think it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it didn't rain, especially in the sand. Oh, absolutely. At the yeah, so it didn't rain at this challenge. Um, unless you're talking about it raining Natalie because she just when she had to go down that that pole um in the challenge but what i wanted to talk about with the challenge was dan had found a clue to a hidden immunity idol and he had to they've done this a few times and it's so cool especially in these team challenges uh he had to uh fetch the idol from one of the obstacles in the challenge and it seemed like he did a pretty good job of being largely unnoticed i think i saw some people talking about uh well actually let me let me pose it to you if you were to guess one person that may have noticed him getting that idol who do you think it was who's perceptive enough to to maybe see that i go gabby gabby interesting so the rumor that i saw that and it was just like on twitter so it's probably it's largely unsubstantiated but a few people are saying they thought they noticed christian see him maybe grab the idol so it'll be interesting to see if that yeah. plays out i fucking hope christian saw him do it because it's it's a power play um and yeah one one thing to keep in mind with that now is he has two so people there's and, and people know that he have, has one because jeremy dug through his coat so maybe he catches wind of the idol <laughs> There might be a way for him to flush one, be transparent with one, and still have one. So, you know, he's – and there's also a chance – If yeah, I got a question for you. If there's one person on this show that's going to go home with two idols in their pocket, who would it be? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> right. So God, he sucks. This, this is going to be fun. This, this is going to be fun, however this thing plays out. But you do got to give him credit. You got to give him credit because I think, um, you know – Anybody who finds it, – it seems like it's becoming an e- easier task, but we don't know how long they're looking for these hidden immunities. Yeah. I, <coughs> He's got two. Absolutely. I think he won't go home with two, obviously. I feel like you probably say the same, but I think there, there's a, a decent chance he goes home with one. The reason that he's not going home with two is because he can't give the second one to Kara fast enough. He just hasn't seen her because they're not on the same tribes currently but he's gonna like oh my god it's gonna be fucking i was gonna unbearable. ask where it would have been uh i would have i would have fallen out of out of my chair if he just like tossed that thing to care like got you up, babe, <laughs> right off the challenge <laughs> just let her deal with it from there 
yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't put anything really past him for a SWAT team member. He's he's remarkably unsubtle. Uh, so, whoa, it is what it is. Uh, in in that challenge, um, which was definitely an interesting one, uh, we saw uh, the. Uh, the Goliath team lost, and I forget who came in first and second. Uh, let me look. So they actually changed Goliath to Jabini oh, right. and David to Vuku. Yeah, so Vuku won, and then Jabini came came in second. Uh, oh, yeah, and they got the hens and the rooster. That's right. Chicken and eggs, or jackets and eggs. <laughs> the eggs are on the table. And they got into a whole uh, sort of bickering match about how long the eggs were going to hold for. Um, right. This was. Oh yeah, there were two I was challenges. Say, this is a reward, reward challenge. challenge, which um, the I'm forgetting the tribe. Whatever the tribe is, Jabini got well, eggs. I mean, they, they, Vuku got roosters. Gotcha. And then so Tiva then advanced in the immunity challenge later to send Jabini <coughs> to tribe. Absolutely correct. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, the. I mean. <sighs> I, I don't know if Lyrsa said that she went to culinary school to the tribe. She but said it to me about 15 times. Yeah. The, the, I mean, if, if she didn't say it to the tribe, then I don't know what she's on about. But if she did, which, you know, I guess remains unknown. Like, come on, Natalie. Just one time. Just understand the impact of what you're doing. <laughs> like It, it seems uh, funny uh, that Lyrsa thinks... You need to go to culinary school to have uh, general knowledge around the fact that dairy products need to be refrigerated. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought her point, maybe I misunderstood her. Maybe I was giving her too much credit. I thought her point was they will last longer before we boil them than they will after we boil them. Should we, so we should do it kind of piecemeal. No, I know. I get it. I just, like, once. don't get indignant on me about your fucking eggs, lady. I don't know. <laughs> she rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I don't I'm, also, what a what an incredibly stupid argument to have impact. Like, like this is another point, of just how pissy people can get out there. Like, wh- why? Why does this matter? Why is it even bothering you? Like, what? Why does it bother Lirsa? Why does it bar- bother now? Like, it shouldn't bother anybody. Yeah, you just got you just want eggs. <laughs> I know, I know. Be happy, fucking eat an egg, whatever. Like, eat them all now, immediately. I don't know who gives a shit. Uh, it's one of those things where like Mike just plays this really well because he's like, eh, you know, whatever. We're starving. We're not starving. <laughs> yeah, life is good. Yeah, maybe if they ate all the eggs, they would have won the immunity uh, challenge. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, but that was sort of the catalyst to uh, Natalie and Lyrsa kind of going at each other to a to a certain extent. Uh, and right. Natalie, um, I guess we we took this pretty much fully to tribal but it was the second time that we saw the original uh goliath team not necessarily stand true to one another because mike jumped over and voted with lirsa and nick to get natalie out of the game and angelina stuck with with natalie um it was an interesting flip because of the optics at at camp before that because it seemed so slim dunky to the the three goliaths that Indeed, Lyrsa was going to go home. She's the smallest. She's the weakest. And she has a jacket that Natalie wants. And Natalie, uh, continuing just the complete lack of self-awareness, is like, hey, uh, no, things don't look great for you. Give me that jacket and maybe I reconsider. With just the bitchiest looking look on her face as she said it, instilling no confidence in anyone that that was true. (laughs) And, And props to Nick for calling her out right in that moment it wasn't like a, you know i I, i'm i'm not a huge fan of confrontation so i might have done a ah no i'm gonna keep my jacket i'll i'll play my game walk away and then bitch to the camera Uh, he was like sounds like you're trying to bully me for my jacket and then natalie doubled down agreed with him and he was just like you know what i'm not about this i yeah yeah i mean Jeremy and Natalie can go go toe to toe for just the lack of self awareness award on this season. Uh, it, it's a that's a, that's a, that's a that's an epic battle, sure. you know that that one. Um, what I do think about Mike's kind of flip or betrayal versus Alex is that's going to land a lot better with the Goliath Absolutely. tribe. The Goliath tribe is going to look at that and say, "I get it. We, we want to do the same thing. You had a chance, you took it. 
I don't blame you. Whatever. And so now Mike, with his Rockstar Alliance, I don't think he's really in a bad place with the Goliath tribe. Um, I think he can pass that, things wait, over. With, sorry, with, did Nick name their alliance the Rockstar Alliance? Well, they do that I little like... I fucking hate with a that guitar. I have to ask that question. Oh, dude, I'm coming around so hard on Nick. So hard on Nick. That guy cracks me up. <laughs> I don't think he's... like. I think of the first... I mean... This is this is this is the problem with uh, coming out with just you know basically not putting things in the incubator before the season's a little louder on. Was calling him a sociopath when he's talking about <laughs> like his mom and shit. I think the dude is just like a a goofy guy who means well and just doesn't always land. Did but you, he's gonna be him. Did you call him a sociopath? I think we called him a sociopath for being like I have to share my pain. <laughs> Wait, now. did we or did you? I, I was gonna say did. it seems like a me thing to say. I'm not. I just <laughs> <laughs> after like a, an episode and a half, just being like, this guy fucking blows. I, I kind of stand by it, um, <laughs> but he does have some. Like the one thing I would give him is he does have some decent one-liners. Uh, when yeah. he was voting against her, saying you can make a preacher curse. It's just like sort of like southern take on on yeah. insulting someone that I I enjoy to a certain extent, but far right. <laughs> it's so far away from actually uh making me overlook all of the things that suck about him uh which is mainly everything else uh i was happy to see natalie go home and in, in terms of i don't know she's great television but like if, if you're gonna spin a positive out of it she, she didn't really like play the game she just kind of like yeah. says that's not true about everything that's very obviously true about her and and thinks that because she's like uh, some sort of svp at a marketing company that she can she can bully everybody yeah i mean i think it's um great for the show in the fact that before the game really starts getting played you need a couple just people that are off the wall and she was um but yeah b- brought nothing to the table in terms of once we want to talk about alliances, strategy, we, I mean, she was she was dead weight the whole way. So, you know, and, and that sounds good. Right? I'm gonna put this one in the tank incubator. You don't need to. You don't need Toss to react. Um, by the end of the season, uh, you're gonna be a fan of Nick, okay. and that's going to the incubator. You don't need to touch that. But that that's going there. We'll revisit that one at a later date. Yeah, yeah. Fans um, of the cast, I know the incubator is just actually down the hall to the to the left. Uh, that's where we keep the takes uh, as they as they as they incubate um, into into full actual hot takes. So uh, we'll definitely revisit that yeah. one in a few episodes. Yeah, um, we'll warm it up. We'll warm it up. One last thing about Tribal was Angelina. Very cold. Think she runs cold. She must have poor circulation. Uh, yep. Wanted a jacket, specifically Natalie's jacket. Asked her for it about four times as she was walking out, uh, and really had nothing to lose. So I was happy she like did that. It was, I don't know. It's, it's like fun to see like a little interaction like that as someone's kind of leaving. But Natalie did not even come close to acknowledging. Like sometimes you get like the little like look back as your torch is getting snuffed for like a, huh. or like last season we had a lot like a a run of like these really shitty sign off lines as people were getting voted out. Um, yeah. Natalie ghosted everyone, just walked out, and then in her confessional, continued to say that all of the things that were being said about her were untrue, and said, uh, "I didn't give Angelina my jacket because I don't know if she was a part of the reason why I'm gone. So why should I? I don't have to, and I chose not to. So I'm wearing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm kind of with with Natalie in that, um, especially you know, she didn't know." Um, I mean, I'm cheap as fuck. I wouldn't have given her my nap, my jacket. I wouldn't. I almost said napkin. I wouldn't give her my napkin either. Well, it also depends on what um, what kind of gathering you were at when they when the Room Raiders van pulled up and took you. Like if they took like your nice jacket, you want to keep that. But if you're just sitting around the house wearing a sweater, you might be like, whatever, you can keep this. I'll catch you at the reunion. <laughs> you know, I I want to get this weathered. I want this 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 sweater to be weathered from Survivor so I can frame it. And tell my grandkids, it's like Scalabrini, you know? Yeah, sure, you're not going to remember that I got voted out fourth, but in five years I made the merge. Ten years I was top three. Twenty-five years I'm telling my grandkids I won Survivor. No one's going to know the difference. I don't. That's what you do with that jacket. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know if this is what you meant, but I'm really enjoying imagining you, you audition for Survivor. Maybe you do one in-person thing. You don't hear anything. 
and then like that scene in old school where they like take all the pledges away for their like initial orientation or hazing or whatever that the van (laughs) just goes around and and will ferrell like tackles spanish into the fountain on campus like like that the alec is just like waxing his surfboard and probes just like comes out with a mask and just tackles him hog ties him and throws him into the back of a van i think i think if um if alec had it his way he would have taken a boat he'd been out on the water probes pulls up in a little uh what are they called? Little little duffy boats? Is that a phrase? Dinghy. And then, uh, what's the kind of boat that they they driving around? Like the ones that they look like? Um, it's like a whaler. Like a little, a whaler. It's not a duffy boat. I, I gonna put that one in the uh, in the research incubator. That's down the hall to the right. <laughs> look that That's one. That's a up. new room. Um, we put an addition on <laughs> the uh, that Lacroix yeah, money yeah. We came had to kick in. Ju- yeah, yeah. That, yeah, well, it's going right back out with the with the lawsuits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think that that's um, that was a, that was a crazy episode. That was a crazy three episodes. It was. It was good. I, I think we're about to play some game, though. I think we're about to play some it, game. And yeah, I'm the, the chess pieces are aligned. Um, I guess let's just do it for the last episode. Maybe we don't need to do it for all three. Uh, the last one, if you have a, a Mr. Nalay power move of the week, it would be okay. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna come out of left field with this one, and I'm gonna go with Mr. Probst and the producers. I'm gonna do it for two reasons. One, I think I don't necessarily agree with it or like it, but the shakeup of the tribes that early is gonna lead to chaos. Love it. Second reason, like touched on a lot of the reasons why, but the advantage for Carl is fascinating. It is the coolest advantage I've ever seen played in Survivor or give it in survivor i hope that it's something that can be gifted like if carl gets eliminated it can go to somebody oh, else because sure i want to see it played um and i just think that there's oh man there's just there's if there's a way to pull this thing off correctly it'll it'll be a transcendent survivor moment and i and i got to give the producers props for putting that thing in play <laughs> absolutely totally agree how about you uh, mine how about going you? with Sorry, I just pulled up the hot tip. We'll get to it in a second. Um, the my sorry, my hot, oh, it's Natalie. Uh, the fu and the jacket, all of the jacket, the jacket gate. Uh, I, I was big into jacket gate. Uh, the fact that she thought that she could convince someone by giving her his jacket that she, he might he might be kept in the game. And then after being completely wrong about everything, uh, getting voted out. She still didn't give the one ally, the one person in the game that had ever trusted her, uh, her jacket. So I don't know. It's powerful, man. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you you know how um, how much I appreciate a uh, a power move in defeat. I know Big Westwood as well. He's probably wondering where we've been the last three episodes. So just honorary, honorable mention, shout out Big Wes. Uh, you know, just power move every week. Every week indeed. Uh, so we only did this after the second episode, but uh, for our big three on the uh, the hot takeo meter, we both had Christian in our lock. Yeah, he's staying there for you me. You have Mr. Alec Merlino in your wild card. I have Carl. And then I had Natalie Queen Cole, and you had you had bye 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 as your wishful. Yes, we both yeah. need a new wish. Why don't you, why don't you break I'm, down your three for me, my I'm, man? I'm going to stick with... Um, oh, man, this is tough. Because, th- like, last season I felt like I was scratching for who I, like, really liked. Like, I was like, eh, I kind of like this person. Kinda like, I kind of want to put, like, five or six people in here. Um, I am going to And actually, you're keeping your, um, your uh, lock in your wild card. I'm okay. debating on Alec right now. Because, I mean, he's definitely proved he is a wild card. So I kind of feel like I owe him another week to just, like, out of respect. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you that there's there's a lot of people that I um, I want to put into my top three. But I'm going to go with the person who I think most embodies the wishful. And that's going to be <coughs> Elizabeth. I think that Elizabeth has an understated social game an adequate physical game i think she will absolutely make the merge and i love her doesn't wear pants ever 
oh, yeah. challenges. <laughs> just, you know, like, if it, oh, we got a challenge? Okay, let, first let me take my pants. You know, the, like, she's down for business. <laughs> I love business it. This sucks. Um, it's, and so, you know, I, there's there's a few other people that, you know, just because, you know, me and Leah got to come for that number one spot, I'm not going to reveal who else I want to slip in. But I, there might be some more changes this year than there were last year. But that excites me because that's kind of how I want to play okay. this game. So with big moves. You're, so you're how are you doing? Right, let me just, how are let you me doing with document? You got Christian, yeah, go ahead. Alec, and then we threw Elizabeth, Lizzie in the uh, in the old wishful. Sounds good. So so I feel good. I mean, I think both of us would be crazy to take Christian out. Yeah, Carl's got an advantage now. Uh, seems to be adept at sort of flying under the radar, uh, unless motherfuckers aren't mm-hmm. working hard. In, in which case he's going to call you out, but I think that is respectable and, yeah. and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I want to see him play. And I think, I think he, with Carl. Yeah, so, and I, I think he plays way. well as a wild card because like we, I mean, largely because of the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Advantage. Sorry. I was going to say power up <laughs> largely because of the advantage he got. Yeah. So he can use that whenever it will be interesting to see how he does that. And then wishful. I mean, there's only one man that it could be for me, and it's going to be uh, my man Davey because I think that he has a great social game. But I think more than that, I kind of – something about how him and Alec work together and how quickly that relationship sort of like formed and they voted together, I think my man might be a great judge of character and might be able to – yeah, maybe he's not the smartest person, but I think he's like able to read emotions or something. I don't know. I just I got a good vibe from him. Uh, might come back to bite me, but uh, let's, I like let's that. see what happens. He was he was uh, he was one of those on my short list, um, and so now that you've <laughs> ruined that for me, um, I'll, I, I'd like to say a little bit word on him. And he has an idol. Don't forget that. Um, I forgot. But yeah, you're right. How much how much credit do you want to give him on that? to flip Alec because what I I felt he he saw a very small opening and asked Alec the right questions and allowed Alec to come to his own conclusion. I thought it was very savvy, very subtle and I I I mean I I really liked it. Yeah, I thought I thought he got I thought he played it extremely well. I I sort of think like best case scenario cuz like this is someone else I never bought into but like Fabio kind of tripped his way to a million dollars. Like I think I might have a similar I think Don't I might have a my similar boy. feeling around Davey. Don't come at my boy. I just happen to like Davey where Fabio sort of annoyed me. Uh, okay. Well, well, you can put no, that no, on no, the no, table as far as I'm it's, concerned. It's baited. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. That's fully uh, hatched. Okay. We'll do, we'll do a like special off-season episode. So we can get to that one. It's, it's baited. Well, I mean, chicken and egg, That's you know. Fair. One's got to happen first. Not really at all. That's not a chicken and egg scenario. Um, last little update on on Bai. She is actually uh, she fights out of Jackson Wink, which is a um, probably one of the more prominent MMA gyms. It's actually where John Jones fights out of. Carlos Condit fights it out of there. Sounds Donald like Cerrone, a Holly Holm. Middle Earth slang term for vagina. Yeah, it does. It's na- the, the two coaches are 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 uh, their last names are Jackson mm. and Winklevon. So would. So in naming that, would you have gone with Jackson Winklevon instead? Because that sounds like a like a really bad like German. Like <laughs> no, house. no, I, I like I like Middle Earth vagina. Um, I okay. after, <laughs> after Who saying it out loud, I, I guess I wish maybe I incubated that uh, down the hall to the left for for a week. But I mean, it's out there now, so so let's roll with it. Uh, okay, okay, so yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, so it's a, she's hoping to fight in one championship against um, Angela Lee, who is um, – she fights at Adam weight, which is 105 pounds. That's never come to the UFC. So, you know, I don't but, – but in one championship, if she's able to beat Angela Lee, get over there and beat Angela Lee, Angela Lee has quite a following and sponsorship, so that could provide her some elevation. So she's only 4-2, and two, though, which isn't bad, but – if you only got six fights and you lost two of them, right? You're not off to a great Just, start. And, and so for my entertainment, you know. uh, the more well-known women fighters. So I don't know much about this, but like Ronda Rousey fights at what weight? One thirty-five, I believe. Um, yeah, you, 
Joanna Jacek and um, I believe she fights at 115, maybe 125. But those are the 115 through 145 are the four weight classes the UFC has entertained. So I suppose we'd be opening up one more weight class, but they're going to close the 125 Parting thoughts, Patrick. <laughs> you don't have to have any. Um, that's a that's a good caveat because I usually don't, and I usually come up with something. Let's just send it to next week. Hopefully, we're going to get back into our regular cadence. We, we will be your back in our regular cadence. I, I'll, I'll force them into it. We have less playoffs. We have less uh, every weddings. Fuck. Uh, so so we'll we'll be back at right. you until next time. We got nothing for you. Bye 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 bye. <laughs>